coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we begin by discussing the virtues of the self-checkout line at the grocery store. Then we dig into the week's tech news, including the potential for LTE in the next Apple Watch, Airbnb's attack ads, and the future of the iPhone. Stick around, it's all coming up for you now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 171, recorded August 7th, 2017. Audiobooks for dogs! Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic. I'm your anchor, Sean Jennings, coming to you from our headquarters in Ludlow, Mass., joined, as always, by our New York City correspondent, Dan Miller. Dan, what's the latest on the story? Well, it's uh, rainy, it smells bad, and I wish that the drainage here was better. Absolutely. Thank you for that report, Dan. Now we hand it over to our weatherman, Colby Skies. Colby, how are things at the beach? (laughs) Rainy. Uh, It actually doesn't smell that bad. Um, that, like that needs to be Rhode like, Island oh. State slogan. Rhode Island, it doesn't smell that <laughs> it bad. Smell that it bad. actually doesn't smell that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel like that's a risk when you're at the beach. Is it's like, it could smell bad. Um, it's a real problem. It's a thing that happens. Wow. Uh, but it's not. So far, the internet is holding holding up well. Though we had a stormy internet seas before. We'll keep up. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed as we head forward into the uncharted waters. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I should say charted. This is episode one hundred and seventy-one. Um, <laughs> guys, what's the uh, what's what's the good word? What's been going on? Any any anything of note? I moved. You moved. Left. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations, Colby. Uh, you moved to I the listen- beach. Mm, uh, what an upgrade. No. <laughs> not not quite i am closer to the the river in boston um, can you swim in that i think you can't like technically you can like you could jump into it uh whether or not there sh- you should I, I it's unclear fair enough there are like like famous songs about the dirty water in boston so at can your you own sing us one of them? no i can't there's one called called dirty water you should you should look it up it's good okay Uh, it's it's actually i'm not sure that it's a good song really but but it's it's a you know local character but it's a famous song yes yes they play it at at the baseball games and stuff um yeah i moved so that happened and that went well Uh, yeah well enough i'm still dealing with comcast um I chose to postpone my, my, I was supposed to have a Comcast appointment today, uh, but I chose to postpone it uh, and come to the beach instead. Good idea. Yeah. Especially because like the internet's half working. It's just not working at the speed at which I'm paying them for it to work. (laughs) Uh, Why would you expect that? I don't know. It's Comcast. I don't I don't know why I would have expected that, Sean. <laughs> I don't know why I would have expected that like if it let me check out online as a self installation, that I would actually be able to do it as a self installation. No, why it's, would I think it's a self it, it's but it's not yourself, it's someone else, it's some <laughs> right. other self. Right. Some person is going to install it by themselves. Yeah, yes. It's a professional self installation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's delightful. What do you think about self checkout at the grocery store? Mm. Was this a um, UI Friday topic? I don't think I so. Don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> oh my god! Our first original idea in four years. This is fantastic. <laughs> it wasn't a Dubai Friday topic. It was a Ryder on the line topic. Duh! <laughs> uh, sorry. No more original ideas. But I'm curious. I'm curious what you think. Do you, do you take advantage? Well, you do a self checkout. Like, where does it fall? Is it always self checkout if possible? Only interact with humans if necessary. Only do self checkout if all the uh, human lines are full. Mm. Where do you fall? Uh, I do. I usually go for whichever one's empty. I think if everything's empty, it depends on how much stuff I have. Mm. If I if I have a lot of things, I'm probably gonna go to the human. Because it is just easier sometimes. Uh, if I have like one thing, I'll go to self checkout. 
I feel like self-checkout has gotten better in the last like couple years. And by better, I mean, it's like up from a 50% failure rate to like <laughs> a 70, uh, like a 25% failure rate. Uh, it's still really bad. Yeah. And by that, <laughs> I mean like one in four times, like I have to like press the button to ask for help. And there's never anyone around. Or God around. forbid you bought some beer and it's like, beep, beep, right. beep. You well, shouldn't even like, attempt if, at if that I'm point. Buying, if I'm buying alcohol, I just don't use self checkout. It's just not an option. Sean, uh. um, so I don't know if you guys are have ever used this at some of the stop and shops. They have um, handheld scanners. Have you seen these? Yeah. Where it's like a little, it's like it's like you're, you know, it's like you're registering at Bed Bath and Beyond or something. But it's a little, it's a little scanner gun, and you scan as you go through the store. And then when you get to the checkout, you scan another barcode, it, doo -doo 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 -doo, all your groceries show up, you just pay and then you leave and you bag as you go through. That is the best supermarket experience. It does not, that's mm. like only beaten by delivering the groceries to my home. It so, does not get So better. I've seen like scanner power, power users go through, like they have like, you know, the, the like little old lady grocery carts that they own and they go through and they scan stuff and put it in the cart and then they don't even bag it at the end. They just scan and leave. That's what I do. And they're out. Yeah, that's awesome. It's amazing. It's the best. Right. Now, the problem with that is I don't shop at Stop and Shop anymore because I live in the town mm. with a big Y. The thing about Big Y, where I worked for three years, um, is they have made a point of saying we refuse to have self-checkout. We're a customer-focused organization. We want you to interact with people. No. No. Absolutely not. They are always... Well, okay. No. Here's the counterpoint that I heard on this other podcast. Uh, if you go to Big Y or Stop and Shop, any grocery store where you have self-checkout as an option, you're paying everything you buy some overhead that's paying for the salary of the person behind that checkout thing, and you're not even using that. You're just throwing money away. Why do this extra work? Why sit through this 25% failure rate? bagging things yourself, scanning things, trying to look at like the piece of fruit that you picked up and figure out which of the bajillion things it is on this little pictogram. Let them do that. You're paying for it either way. You don't save any money, and you arguably certainly don't save time. That, that's actually a really good point, Dan. Why am I not getting a discount to, to, <laughs> well, to check out my own Let me tell you why, Sean, because this is just a scheme for them to make more money. Probably. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That's fair. <laughs> Nonetheless, I, I still think it's worth it if there's there's like people in the in the grocery line and no one at the self checkout, because like, frankly, people in line at the grocery store, no matter how few items it looks like they have, they're a total wild card. Like anything could happen. They, they, they could be paying for their. their thing. Yeah, I, they you could be paying with a with a check. Carriage. Yeah, you got like right. Twenty five bags of cat litter. They could have expired coupons that they're going to try and use. You like, would be amazed at just the unbelievable bullshit people try to pull at the checkout counter. It's absolutely insane. I once, not to tell a whole bunch of supermarket stories, but I'll tell one, which is I once had a, a gentleman come through with, um, uh, we had floss, and it was like 10, 10 for 10. Of course, you didn't have to buy all 10. It just one, one was a dollar. He bought. Also, I, I didn't know that was true until I was like 22 years old. But it's not always true. It's true like 90% of the time. But then it's really <laughs> annoying the one time it's not. They're like, no, you mm. have to buy all five. No, but he, he, he bought 50 things of floss, which, by the way, how long does it take you to go through 50 things of floss? But he had a coupon for every single one. But because of the terms on the coupon, he had to check out each one individually. So we had to run 50 different transactions for this man to get like 25 cent things of floss and he bought 50 of them no joke wow wow so people are the worst <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy do you i'm pretty sure it takes me like six months to go through one thing of floss maybe that's what even I'm longer saying. than that of all the things i don't floss that often i should floss more. and trust me he was an old man and his teeth did not scream i floss all the time so i <laughs> I, I think it was more it's about the, the coupons the principle of the thing Mm-hmm. absolutely huh. yeah so no i guess I'll, I'll keep putting up with people for now eventually everyone will be replaced by robots and i'll be a happy camper but until then 
I used to do. It would be. I also used to do the thing where at the deli where you'd go to the kiosk so you wouldn't have to talk to a person and you'd have you use that where you put in your deli meat order and then over there they go, you know, at deli order 46 now ready for pickup and then you just go grab your your deli stuff and then you're good to go. I always found it so mysterious. Like I've seen that that was happening, but I didn't understand. Like I needed someone to take me aside and be like, look, this is how this works before I'm comfortable. Did you doing just think it. it just magically showed up? No, no. I mean, I I assumed, but I I don't I I wasn't willing to take the like the the risk of embarrassment of of like I don't know messing it up <laughs> accidentally ordering like ten pounds of ham or something. It's, it's like just a whole hog. Be like, how did I get this? That's not what I ordered. Not what I wanted. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Yeah. supermarkets man oh um this the closest supermarket to my new apartment is a trader joe's and i don't know if this is true or not but somebody said i don't know if this is just the person like making an on-the-fly assessment or this is true but someone suggested that it's the smallest trader joe's in the world um and it actually might be the smallest trader joe's in the world it's it's quite tiny it's like large general store size. Nice. Uh, and it's underground. Like like in the event of a nuclear apocalypse, you could shop at the Trader Joe's? I think so. I mean, it's only one floor underground. Like you walk in the door and take the escalator down. Um, so I'm not sure it's like fallout shelter deep. But if it was like a light nuclear apocalypse, then... <laughs> Might make it through. What what is that? What is a light nuclear apocalypse? Is that like a light rain shower? You know what's funny? You mentioned that. Just like mildly inconvenient. You just like I, a, I a assume, little bit of nuclear fallout. How, how how nuclear? Your nuclear hair apocalypse. turns into little tiny worms, but that's it, really. It's funny you mentioned that because there was an article the other day that our current uh, uh, presidential administration is considering looking into investing, and these have existed for a long time, we just never made them, uh, mini-nukes, which is totally mm. a thing, where they're, they're nukes small enough, you put them on like a rail, like a small railgun cannon type thing, and you can, you, you sh- they're literally, they're like, you know, they're, they're of a more reasonable size, and they obviously <laughs> make a nuclear explosion, but a much smaller, a, mm. more, a more limited nuclear explosion. And I, and I always thought that was the problem with nuclear weapons. They weren't portable enough. I said, I, but I want to take my nuclear warhead anywhere. On the go, you know? Wow. So, Who knew? So just just think about the future we're, we're building here. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Positive stuff. Indeed. Um. Super. Well, I'm glad we got to thank you, Dan. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. By the way, if you'd like to hear yeah. more of Dan Miller's uh, interesting thoughts, you should go check out UpForDebate.tv because we, <laughs> we published this week a special bonus episode uh, where Dan and I talk about uh, robots, all the robots, the home robots, and the future of robots. The whole wow. time I thought we were recording this podcast. And no, I accidentally recorded another podcast. Yeah, he thought we were doing Don't Panic. I'm like, no, Dan, we haven't started yet. He's like, well, what would we do that for? Like, Relax, I'll p- we'll publish it. So it's, it's at upfordebate.tv. It's our bonus episode. Talking Robots with Dan Miller. Check it out. So you duped Dan into recording a podcast against I his didn't, will. I didn't even pay him. It was great. He did it for True. free. We got to unionize, man. <laughs> I can just imagine you guys and Matt striking. They're like, we're we're sick of these unfair working conditions. We need our half hour mandated break in the middle of the show. Uh, nope. Have you heard from Matt? Do you I'll know bring in scabs. Um, I, I as far as I know, he might be in the United States. Okay, that's about as much as I've heard. So. That's good. Your, your guess is as good as mine. Eventually, we'll return to doing. We're doing it up for debate, not this coming week, but the following week we'll be back, he said. So. Cool. We will do that. Look forward to that. Cool, cool. Um, let's go ahead and um, check out uh, the week's tech news. What do you guys think? 
Sounds good. We, we certainly didn't get too some. much of that last week. No, but honestly, there's not a ton that's... It's not a, an overwhelming amount of news this week. But we're going to talk about some of it. Um, and I don't know if there's anywhere you guys would like to start. We've got um, potential changes to the iPhone that hasn't even come out yet. We've got audiobooks for dogs, threats to Airbnb, Apple Watch with LTE, LinkedIn, Facebook, Surface, Netflix. What do you say? What's what's grabbing your attention? Eye on the prize. <laughs> what, what's jumping out at you? I just looked at the one that says... Uh... NYC hotel industry claims Airbnbs are enabling terrorists. Oh, this is fun. You got to when you have the opportunity. Um, actually, I'll play. A, I'll play just the video um, for the folks um, watching the video version of this show that they can see the the attack ad against Airbnb that's been airing. And it says, you know, who's in your building? Airbnb allows illegal listings and refuses to hand over the addresses to the authorities. Are you at risk? And they imply that terrorists will use Airbnbs to come into your building. Um, they, they incorrectly claim that the Manchester bomber used uh, an Airbnb, which he did not, um, and claim that New York City is not safe because Airbnb refuses to provide addresses to New York's Officials, they say, see who, so who's in your building? Airbnb won't say. Call and stand up for New York safety and security. This is an attack ad from the Hotel Association of New York City. Um, the 30-second ad uh, has been part of a half-million-dollar ad buy that's been running for 10 days, um, morning and evening, on major networks like CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. Um, the Hotel Association of New York City ad claims... Airbnb refuses to provide law enforcement with specific listing addresses, though it also did not clarify which legislation would tackle this issue. Um, and yeah, they're fighting with uh, with Airbnb. Airbnb posted a counter ad in which they say, no, Airbnb is good. We don't rent to terrorists. Um, and there you go. So it's it's getting it's getting rough out there. It's like a, it's like a, you know, a camp political campaign. I'm Airbnb and I approve this message. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, this has been going on with Airbnb for a long time. Yes, our New York City correspondent finally coming in handy. This is great. Tell us Airbnb to New York. Well, so okay, here's all. Here's the only thing I know about this firsthand is that Airbnb maintains a pretty, like a pretty substantial advertising presence in New York that I feel like isn't present in other areas. There's lots of subway ads, you know, the kind of traditional advertising you'd expect. But they also are, like, the title sponsor of one of the biggest marathons in the city, the Brooklyn Airbnb Marathon. And that just started, I think that this was just their second year doing it or something. So Airbnb is fighting back, thankfully, much more... uh, traditionally than uh than the whatever special interest group put this up did do we know who paid for this yeah it was paid for by the hotel association of new york city local Uh, six afl cio and some other unions and the hotel industry yeah yeah i mean this is what happens in new york i feel like new york and san francisco And places like this, so for example, I live in New York, so I haven't really had to experience this. But if I'm going to San Francisco and it's not paid for by a rich company or not planned really far in advance, I'm going to get an Airbnb just for cost savings. I'm not after some like serendipitous host experience or anything. First of all, like, it's a room that's available at all and it's cheaper than the rate three weeks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know the hotel, if you want hotel association, if you want people to come back to your, you know, first of all, if you want to make more money from people in New York and San Francisco, build more hotels because <laughs> let me tell you three weeks out, there's, there's not much under $500 a night available. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think, and and again, as you pointed out, it's not surprising the hotel association is in, tra- in the same way taxi people are mad at Uber. I mean, that's you know that's how these things work. I'm just taken aback at the sheer aggressiveness of this ad campaign and and 
It doesn't get more aggressive than accusing the person you don't like of cahooting with terrorists. Like that's pretty. That's like aggressive stuff. So no, but it is. It is the uh, the modern day equivalent of uh, comparing something to Hitler. Like it's the ultimate way to shut down any basically any conversation, any debate. Yeah, and and it's like any good political attack. What what they don't want you to know is that you know, and they always. <laughs> everything's in black and white yes with the dramatic announcer yep what else are they hiding um <laughs> and so it's it's it's, it's steal a car <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car man that was that you was an old lady with her own handbag so <laughs> why would you steal music <laughs> <laughs> Those were great. I love I love a good political attack. What was the what was the, what was who was running for Congress Ooh. or something? And they thought they thought they kept accusing her of being a witch. Do you remember that one from a couple years ago? <laughs> were no. they gonna try to see if they let her throw her in the water and see if she'd float or anything like that? Um, it was. I just googled campaign witch, which actually worked. Uh, Christine O'Donnell. That's who it was back in 2010. Um, she was running uh, for Senate in Delaware. And the, for some reason, and I, I cannot remember why, um, they, they did a whole campaign about how she was a witch, like literally a witch. And that was that was like the, the, the campaign fight witchcraft. Um, was she a witch? O'Donnell said back in 1999, quote, I dabbled into witchcraft. I never joined a coven. I hung around people who were doing those things. We went to a movie and then had a little midnight <laughs> picnic on a satanic altar. And I didn't know it. And they kept playing that <laughs> clip in campaign ads where they're like, would you vote for Christine O'Donnell? She believes in witchcraft. And they like, <laughs> if you ever get the chance, go see some of those old ads. Those were pretty fantastic. Oh, I would absolutely vote for her. And then she First put out all, she put out an ad in which she declared, I'm not a witch. <laughs> it was great. No, I think, who would you rather have represent you? Some like handsy pansy lawyer... He's, you know, hasn't worked a, you know, a hard day's work in his life. Definitely a he, right? Was the opponent a he in this case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or someone who's literally had to uh, coven with supernatural forces. And re- that that's a lot of internal struggle. If, if she can sort of exploit uh, demons and, you know fairies and things like that really you know because at that point you just want to get more benefit than you're trading out like your deal the devil you want to get more than you're giving that's what you want in a representative you want to get more than you're giving you want your congressman to be able to get more money for your district than you are trading away in political favors so I think I would vote for a witch for it for my congressperson. Okay, but what if I doubled down and said Christine O'Donnell in 1996 or in 1996 uh, took a public stance against masturbation, calling it sinful and equating it with adultery? Well, I'm just saying everyone has their you know their downsides. Oh, Dan is really standing up for failed <laughs> congressional candidate Christine O'Donnell. Good for see, you, Dan. See, this is just something I've been realizing recently, like politicians are like they're in the business of making deals but who like you know that's the whole game who what better deal maker than someone who's made an actual deal with the devil wow wow that could have been a campaign slogan yeah i've dealt with the devil now i can can deal with congress i've made deals with devils before (laughs) the two that's a yeah. That one goes both ways. So awesome, Dan. This is. <laughs> By the way, up for debate episode. Uh, attack ads. We honestly, it's on my list to, to. We want to make up a political candidate, and we have to make up like a slogan and a backstory, and we're gonna. Well, we'll have you on. You'll be our political consultant, Dan. All right. Next time I'm on the podcast, make sure I know that I'm on it. Yes, so. we'll make you aware. I think okay. that's the only time we'll ever have you on is when you don't know you're on it. <laughs> that, that needs to be a running joke because I think that would be great. <laughs> We'd like to thank our guest, Dan Miller. about things before Don't Panic to Sean. Yep. <laughs> yep they might end up on the wrong feed. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs>
anyway, go go stay at an Airbnb fuel uh, terrorism. All right. So, what else do we have here? Well, uh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about this Apple Watch thing. Yeah, there's let's... actually a bunch of stuff tied up in this story, Sean. I'm amazed that this is the only one that you thought worthy of discussing. Well, what else was there? Well, I'll tell you when you... When... All right. All right, you tell yeah, me. Sure. All right, let's start with this one. Uh, according to Bloomberg, Apple is planning to release an Apple Watch with built-in LTE this year, an integration that would allow Apple Watch owners to leave their iPhone behind and still get near full functionality out of the watch. Um... That's really all we know. Um, they could sell the watch with or without LTE, like it does with the iPad. Obviously, charge a premium for the cellular service, an extra data plan. Um, that um, commenting on the report, John Gruber at Daring Fireball said that he's heard there'll be a quote all new form factor this year. Ooh. Um, but there you go. Uh, the updated watch every two years. That's about how it goes, right? Yeah. Although, again, I don't know how ra- it's a watch. I don't know how. I mean, make it thinner. Yeah, make it thinner. Uh, an updated around. watch is likely to be announced in September along with the new iPhones. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, Bloomberg says Intel will be making the watch's LTE modem. This is interesting because um, Apple is in that big patent fight with Qualcomm, who is the dominant LTE modem supplier, not just for Apple, but for most companies. Um, there you go. Uh, weird, weird tangent. I think I sent you guys a Snapchat of this, but there are all kinds of like ads all over Boston for Qualcomm. Like, yeah. And they say like, like weird stuff, like you love us and you don't even know it or something. That That's well, you... no, I was just gonna say that's one of my favorite kinds of advertising is advertising for companies that have no business average. I used to work in one of those companies um, yeah. who used to sell high grade plastics by the train load and we had to advertise to people. Uh, it's kind of like when you see an ad for a GE wind turbine and you're like, I don't get why you're advertising to me. Well, cause um, you're, yeah, you're advertising the off chance that some, you know, high powered executive sees that ad and is like, we should invest in GE high powered wind turbines. Dan, it's all about the brand. You have to advertise the br- it's not about the product, Dan. It's about the brand brand right. awareness. Right. It's if you're like aware a, GE sells yeah. wind turbines. You might eventually buy a wind turbine. <laughs> we need yeah. to be there when the thought strikes, when you're walking in the aisles of Walmart and you're grabbing uh, things off the shelf and you say, oh, no, I forgot to pick up the wind turbine. <laughs> Where will I get one on such short notice? And then, and then, boom, GE pops into your brain. <laughs> That's It's advertising, guys. That's how it works. Uh, I, I mean, you're the expert, Sean. <laughs> Anyways, the watch. Yeah, I think I think that the watch, the watch. Have, there's no reason for the watch not to have LTE if the battery life doesn't get worse. But the extra, but the extra data plan. See now that's that sucks. where that this is what I was thinking about. What if what if they could do like a uh, if they could do like a Kindle thing? You buy an Apple Watch, it comes with free. You don't know quite who's cell service but here's the here's the thing you can't like you're not gonna be streaming video on an apple watch you're not going to be like downloading apps you can only do certain things over lte uh you can like receive notifications maybe you can stream audio maybe i think that would be pushing it otherwise it's just a magical thing that works when it's not connected to your phone for all the things that it can do which isn't that much anyways I like the idea, but at the same time, I'm thinking kind of in the opposite direction, which is if you're going to go and put LTE in it, then why not open the watch up? Because the watch then becomes a standalone device. Open it up to more options. Put a camera in it. FaceTime right from your watch, which I frankly don't think is an insane idea. I do. Okay. Like <laughs> Netflix. Netflix on your watch, Dan. Come on. Here, well, here is... <laughs> the whole reason you'd want to have LTE in the watch is so that you can take your watch and have it do smartwatch things when you can't take your phone with you so it like where's the venn diagram overlap of times i cannot have my phone with me and times that i want to watch netflix it's like mm. very small uh what you're like briskly walking slowly and want to watch like no you could have your phone if you're gonna do that right like doesn't make any sense. I, I couldn't think of anything except like 
downloading apps and streaming audio would be the two data intensive things I think I would want to do in my Apple Watch. I agree would with you. you want it for like ex- is it exercise stuff like that's what the watch is for right like if you Basically. exercise yeah I don't know that's, that that's what it that's what like that's the only thing i could think of where you would have your apple watch not connected to a wi-fi network and not have your phone with you would be if you're like doing some pretty strenuous exercise well, and I, the the best parts of a smartwatch are low speed. You're totally right, Dan. They're, all the all the high speed parts of a smartwatch don't make much sense or don't work well. So I, while I'm with you that the idea of a WhisperNet type, you know, Whisper, connectivity that's... connectivity comes with it type device is a great idea for the consumer. I, in no way is that a good business idea for Apple or the cell providers because they would honestly much rather have your $5 a month for the next forever than whatever cut rate Apple's going to try and extract well, out of Verizon. Forever. Yeah, it depends AT&T. what kind of deal Apple makes. Well, because it, here's the thing. they could If they sell these Apple Watches, they sell a good number of them now. And if you get the option of paying $5 a month, not some number of people will not pay that $5 a month. I would argue probably most. But if Apple can build that into the cost and then go to a... Uh, 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 T-Mobile and AT&T, something like that, and say, hey, so uh, how about instead of you getting $5 a month for anyone who elects, we give you $3, $2.50, but flat, every single device. Uh, we, and we pay it. I don't know, That's could be compelling. Like, I'm sure that's how Kindle, and first of all, it's not like it's going to be a huge drain on their network. Uh, either. Like, I'm sure that's how Kindle sold it. Um, but it, it, even again, I, w- I would imagine an LTE watch while not using a ton of data would definitely use more than a Kindle downloading the occasional mm. book. Yeah. Also like it, why LTE? Well, I guess music maybe. I think yeah, I, like, what are you going to do? Have a 3G radio in it? Like there are probably markets where there aren't even 3G broadcasts, like well, new developing yeah, place that's the other thing too is you'd have to have multiple networks and yeah mm-hmm. um i'm trying to look up so apparently because there have been lte smartwatches before that's not like a crazy new thing um and according to the internet they have cost about five dollars a month historically to add to an existing data plan of course um if you have a monthly how much is an gigabyte ipad limit. add-on like ten dollars a month um I want to say yes. So I will. Yes. Um, no, I don't know exactly uh, how much it is off the top of my head, but I'll see here's if the, I can But find here's it. the thing that's like, I think, yeah, if you, if you look at, a, if you imagine a smartwatch just like floating out in the world without a phone connect to it ever, yeah, it might use a lot of data. But the reality is that it'll almost never be not on your Wi-Fi network, not connected to your phone. Does a watch have Wi-Fi on its own? Yeah. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Is that Do all the watches have that, or just in... in Yeah, my original first one does. Oh. So if you're at home, you can leave your phone plugged in and walk anywhere that you have Wi-Fi signal, and your watch will still work, even if it doesn't have Bluetooth. Neat. Which also, though, means if people are working out at home, they're, it's, they're already works great for them. Yeah, mm. I, I'm sure there's... In, in the same way, I, I often in the past have thought who buys an LTE iPad, but people do. So there's clearly a market for it. And if, if it's easy for Apple to just throw in an LTE modem and upcharge someone another hundred bucks for it, they'll do it. So yeah. is it actually... That's useful? not as exciting, though. I feel like... Obviously, it's not as exciting. But if they if they want to, I, I think something like the magic of it always works, like a Kindle does, could really help propel the Apple Watch to the next level, where it's not just some like, oh, it, you know, oh, it's nice. Look, we're the number one selling product in this category. That's you know, a small bananas compared to the rest of our businesses. Uh, like it doesn't even people don't even have to use it that much it just looks so good in the ad like oh look you can go swimming off the coast with your apple watch 
and your daughter calls you, you can take the call or whatever it is. Like the ads practically write themselves with this. Even if someone only does that twice a year, being able to say that you can do that. But technically it wouldn't really even cool. be that hard because all they would have to do is go, they, you, you can buy space on any one of these providers networks. They sell them whole, that's how Virgin Mobile and Boost and all these other guys exist. They just rent the space and you just do, do it. You say, look, you can get the basic for free and it's app updates and notifications. And then there's the premium where it's five or $10 a month. Yeah, that's and, a and good you, idea. And you, and you get the extras. On it. You get like a hundred megabytes, 200 megabytes a month for free. Well, uh, the problem is once you start talking mega, then that then the ad is really starting to get lame because it's like for another hundred megabytes. I like the idea of just all notifications and app updates. You can have as ma- it doesn't matter. They mm. it, that's the magic part. Is it just always works? However, there if you want to stream audio yeah. or do fancy shit, then okay, yeah, I like, that. I, I like that, Sean. And I would I would do that actually. But the problem is then they're like I said they're going to charge you another hundred hundred fifty bucks for the LTE version. Um, which I think is is going to be a tough pill for people to swallow. Yeah, but honestly, I would use that more than an iPad. Like I, I really like my iPad for what it does, but I, I'm so rarely using my iPad not on Wi-Fi that maybe once a month, maybe once a month, it might be useful. I would, I would find like I would find that uh, functionality in Apple Watch useful in like smaller time periods, but much more frequently. Mm-hmm. Do you think? And if it's just a one-time one hundred dollar cost, like I'm still wearing this Apple Watch two years in, and it works great. Like, absolutely. Mm. I was gonna say on the iPad thing. Do you think that's because you live in a city? No, like I'm either using my iPad at home or in the place I'm going, and mm. only in the time it takes me to get from my home to that place do I wish that my iPad had LTE. If but then, like, here's the other thing, and, you know, people who are, uh, I don't know, don't have enough stuff to do in their lives complain about how, oh, but I know I can connect it to my iPhone, but it's so much work. It's like, no, it's not. Just, like, press those three, two buttons, like, three buttons, system preferences, personal hotspot, flip on, boom, uh, everything's connected, and it turns out, uh, a lot of the times when you're traveling from point A to point B, there's no LTE anyways, because you're either moving too fast or you're in the air. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Agreed. Um, now, Dan, what was the, the other part of the, the Apple thing you were... Oh, there's all of this uh, news that came out of where this bit of news came out of. Uh, this like firmware dump. I don't know. Oh if... well, the problem is, Dan, that was on the rundown last week, and we just oh, never sorry. got to it. That's, That's fine. Right. There's no time like the presence. We can go through it because well, we got like the notch. We got the notch thing. The the theory that this new iPhone Pro is going to have a full glass, but there's going to be a little notch out of the top that isn't a, like a part of the display. That's going to have uh, the front facing cameras and sensors yeah. in it. Well, so uh, a, a slight bit of background. So this all began when Apple accidentally, they weren't supposed to, accidentally released the code to HomePod, the code that runs on HomePod, which in and of itself was interesting. Turns out it actually runs iOS um, just without a screen, um, and it doesn't support third-party apps or extensions, um, according to that version of the, th- of the firmware. We even learned a few things about um, HomePod, including what the buttons do on top, um, which control series dismisses alarms or timers or does volume control. Also that the HomePod LEDs are actually detailed enough that they could like write letters and spell things out on them if they wanted. Um, but within that was a couple big things. One biometric kit, maybe question mark, um, which was referenced in the code itself. Um, BK face detect, which is not a cool new DJ. I learned um, based but, in Brooklyn. Yeah. DJ BK face detect, um, where supposedly the BK might be biometric kit, and the, the BK face detect um, might be a reference to infrared face unlock on the new device. The other part was, as Dan mentioned, I'll put up on the screen for those of you at home, uh, this little icon, uh, a bezel-less sort of full display uh, phone device where it's just got the little cutout at the top, as Dan mentioned, where the the, the front-facing camera and sensors would be. Um, and then there was even more follow-up, because this was leaking for quite a while. 
there were other stories about a the actual dimensions of the screen itself, which, according to the leaked code, could be 1125 by 2436. Now, that may not sound like much, but that's actually like a, a wider but cropped version. And there's speculation that because it's cut off, a physical 5.8-inch screen would only display 5.15 inches because at the bottom there would be a strip that would be your home strip, including a virtual home button without actually having a real home button. Did any of that make sense as I said it out loud? The graphic yes. really does a lot better. I'm sorry for the audio listeners. I'm really <laughs> trying. No, that makes sense. So actually it's going to look a lot... It's going to share a lot of similarities with the Android phones that don't have uh, hardware buttons yes there was yeah. a i think the thing that could uh make it not suck kind of like those do is if it's just like the uh the button that doesn't move on the iphone 7 but there's a screen there if you know if this button was just part of the screen i don't think i would care that much because it's just a, a disc with a like a little textured bit around the outside uh, but yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, I feel like it would be super weird if it didn't have a like a physical like you couldn't feel where it was. That would be so strange. But would there be anything else on the bottom besides the button? And if you just like hard press on anywhere on like the lower, oh, just the whole thing is a button. Sure, no, like there's a, a graphic. Button. That displays them. I don't know how it's actually going to look. I'm just. Mm. I've seen. I've seen really. There's. There was a great. If you guys are in the rundown, it's actually the fourth link, uh, in that row, um, where someone does some some kind of theory around the design of iOS 11 and how that would, what what a virtual home button would look like on an iPhone Pro. I'll put it up on the screen again for the. You gotta go watch a video. It's the best way to see the show. Um, and I'm like, I'm super on board. I don't need a home... There's one hang-up, and I'll say that in a second. I love the idea of the screen being the home button because what about when you don't need a home button? Mm -hmm. Or what the home button can be when it's not a button. And when you get all that extra screen real estate you get when it goes edge-to-edge, you can add in, and and what this person's positing is a lot of the menu... In iOS, right, a lot of the, the top menus have, like, the back arrow and... Imagine all that then on the bottom of the screen where your thumb actually is. Boom. There you go. Um, in, a, in more useful screen real estate than having a physical button. Now, the downside is I'm extremely concerned about uh, a Touch ID because I, I really love Touch ID. And yeah. there there is a story in the rundown that apparently today the one of the really good Apple expert predictor guys said that they're not going to do Touch ID under the glass in the new iPhone, which means either they're going to go just with the face detection stuff. They're going to put it on the back of the phone. They're they're They will do a button after all, but it won't be under the screen. I'm very concerned about that, 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 <laughs> that worries me because I'm, I'm a fan of the fingerprint, not a fan of the face detection. Yeah. Face detection feels weird. I uh, I can't imagine face detection working well. I mean, maybe I don't know. I guess I couldn't have imagined the fingerprint thing working well either, and it seems to work fine enough. Well, my concern I'm not worried about it being accurate necessarily because I do feel like you can fix that with good cameras and software. Mm. I'm just concerned about like I've never seen a good face detection where a photograph of the person doesn't fool it. Like I, I'm like, like that's what worries me more than anything else is just how safe, not that fingerprints are hundred percent safe either, but, um, yeah, that's, I've never seen a good implementation of that. I'm about to go squish a bug. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. this is exciting. Let's but we wait. don't get to see or hear it. No, no, we might be able to hear it. He muted his mic. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. God damn well, what it! What did you think me. you were going to hear, Dan? Ah, I was no. hoping I would hear one of those like one of those 
nice, satisfying thwax. No, he didn't want to disrupt the show. We went ahead and did that for him. Unless one of those fancy electrocuting fly swatters. Ooh, those are nice. <laughs> what? Yeah, have you seen these? It's like a tennis racket, but instead of hitting balls, you swat flies, and the wires are electrocuted. So as they like pass through the thing, they just like a, like a loud pop. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, that sounds intense. <laughs> little, little dead buddy. And they make a great sound when you do it. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. It's very satisfying. Nice. Um, nice. I don't know. What are, are we? Are we worried about the next? Do we not? Do we not? I mean, this phone doesn't <laughs> exist yet. I mean, we're it's all I'm speculation. Worried, but I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and maybe it's fine. Yeah, they could do like so. It's not one thing I've been thinking: if they could do like the, they have like a dedicated processor for doing this, and like your phone is always looking around it to see if you're in the area, and then if you like lift your phone up, and it's like, oh, it's lifting up to the face that I've already verified is Dan's face. I'm already unlocked. Uh, that would be good. Of course, that falls apart if you put your phone down face down or something, or if it's in your pocket. What if, what if, like, you're asleep and just someone next to you, like, picks up your phone and, like, points it at your face? There you go. Does your phone just unlock then? Well, but they also could take your finger and just put it on the fingerprint reader, too. <laughs> depends true. on how heavy of a sleeper you are. Unconscious first. Well, I guess right. it depends on how deep of a sleeper you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I, in theory, I think face detection is just as secure as fingerprints, uh... In order to, like, spoof a face without having access to the person, you need to, like, 3D print the face, presumably, because it's going to look for, like, depth and things like that. You can't just hold out a printout of someone's face. Uh, it's the Samsung phones, you can do hope. that. Samsung well, yeah. phones, you can do that. Okay. It's certainly possible to write something that will only work with a picture. But I, I, I certainly hope that Apple wouldn't be as so naive as to do that. Well, that's what worries me about Apple is I'm really getting tired of this form over function BS where they're like, well, yeah, we could make the battery last twice as long. Instead, we decided to make it a millimeter thinner. You're welcome. And I'm like, no. And so that's what worries me is it's like, are they so obsessed with losing the home button that they're going to take away a good functionality and replace it with a lesser functionality? And it's like, if the technology isn't right, then the iPhone 8 has a button and you wait until the iPhone 9 to introduce it. That's There was a, an article out today that Samsung wanted to do the screen embedded fingerprint reader in the note eight, which is being announced this month. Um, and, and they couldn't get it to work. So they pushed it to the note nine. I said, good. If it doesn't work, you don't put it out. Yeah. So that's, that's do baloney. People, do Android people use the fingerprint reader? I, I don't know why they wouldn't. Well, it used to suck. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I remember, I remember we'll when they first though. came out on the Android phones, you had to like, you had oh, to like, sure. Yeah, like, I don't know what you call I, it. Like, strumming, you have to strum the fingerprint reader with your thumb. Like, okay. I'm okay. sure it's a lot better now. Although, I don't, again, they use it to unlock the phone, probably. I don't know if, I don't know if people are using Android Pay. I, u- I used Apple Pay for the first time in, like, a year at a Dunkin' Donuts the other day. Really? Mm. And everyone made a big fucking deal about it. The lady in line behind me, oh, my God, it's so fast now. And I'm like, why are you talking to me? It is. I will say Apple Pay is so much faster than using your credit card. Using a chip? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I use it all the time. All the time. Yeah, I've been using it a lot more now. The thing I like now is like all the readers have like the logo in the software built in. So you, it's never like, does it work? Sir, what are you trying know. to do? We only accept real money here. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, one of these days I'm going to take the Apple pay challenge and just try and use it exclusively. Ooh, I'm not there yet. When I get the Apple watch, I think I will. (laughs) And that will come someday. Eventually Mm. the pebble will stop working. Yeah. Uh, I keep having the problem where my pebble watch band gets really smelly because I have like a cloth one. So so if 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 I ever like we went to Hawaii and did a bunch of exercise and I was wearing it and now it's like smells bad. <laughs> like shit. Classic problem. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> How did we get on this? Colby, do you just just put it in the washer and dryer low on tumble. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Cold, cold water just... detergent, no fabric softener. I'm just going to throw it in with the rest of my clothes. It's fine. It's people do that all the yeah. time. Yeah. 
Throw Smart. the watch part in too. Get it nice and clean. <laughs> it's waterproof, right? Water resistant, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I got an Apple Watch. I was about to say, if you're really looking for a replacement, that's a good way to do it. Yep. Yeah, I don't think customer support will help you out on that one. Or really any problem. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, it's dirty. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, sir. We don't exist. Um, all right. Well, we're... we're um, Oh, it says here, Zachary Friss on Facebook. Look, oh my gosh, we've got smart people on Facebook. He says, also seems like the face detection will work with the rear camera while your phone is lying down. Oh. Oh. Boom. I'm going to like that. Like, Why does it need to do that? Why is it detecting me from, from well, the Well, no, but rear? Dan's theory of it constantly knowing what's going on around you, if it's face down, then they'll just use the rear camera. Oh my God, your phone's always watching. Yeah, and actually, this is a really, this is, yeah. If, if we assume that that works... Uh, then uh, maybe the phone knows a lot. Like, it's it's not... It's using, like, the AR kit stuff, and it's like, okay, Dan just put the phone down in the nightstand, and he laid down in bed. The person... That person is Dan. I, like... Well, you know how, like, the, it watch tracks you because you, like, touch ID when you put it on your wrist? It's like, okay, Dan is saying that the wrist is Dan's wrist. Right? So... Mm-hmm. You could extend that concept one step further. The phone knows what you look like, and it knows where you are in the room, and it can keep track of you. So it knows as you come up to it, like, oh, this is Dan picking up the phone. I'm good to go. Dan is sitting in this chair. Dan is laying in this bed. I'm going to remember that. I can remember that as long as I stay on, that uh, Dan is is laying in this bed closest to me, and if that person reaches out and picks up the phone... I know it's Dan. Only if I lose, only if I, like, if this person leaves the field of vision, hypothetically, if you had a phone in your room, Sean is looking at me like, I'm insane. I'm so confused. All right, so imagine that I have taken you and I've nailed you into the floor. And like a, like a, like a human game of cups, I say, okay, Sean, I have a million dollars. And then I walk around the room with six other people. You'll be able to keep track of who I am, no problem, right? I, and I don't know how like, to answer that. Oh my god! <laughs> why did why did he have to be nailed into the floor? And why? Because, where like, did you get a million dollars? He doesn't need to move to keep track of this. As long as he knows that who Dan is. And who are these other people? I'm Dan. You're, Never you're, mind. You're, no, I. It I, can I, keep it, track it, of you it, in the room, yes. and and as long as. Actually, even if you left the room and came back, as long as it saw you come back and could, like, identify you as you again, by the time you pick up the phone, it might already be unlocked. Yeah, but Dan, the, the as biggest... As long as it knows that it's you picking up the phone. As far as I see, the biggest problem is when is your phone ever pointing its camera at an angle where that's not the ceiling or the ground or your pocket? Right. I don't... I... That's... But I did... Here we go. I'll double down on the Apple Watch here. New form factor... What if they put this technology in the Apple Watch and it uses your face to unlock it for Apple Pay and other watch-related things? Because you can't, it's hard to put a fingerprint reader into a, into a watch. You can put a camera into a watch. Small camera, tiny camera. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, hypothetically, if you were to authenticate that your watch is on you in some way, the way it works right now is if I go in Safari and go to a website that supports Apple Pay and I buy something... The only thing I have to do on my watch is say, yes, I meant to buy that, because it knows that it's on my wrist. Uh, so in that scenario, you do some face dance to authenticate that your watch is on your wrist in the morning. And then for the rest of the day, you just like, boop, you just tap the Yeah, thing. but how much more secure would it be? Because that's the one piece of technology that does face your face. <laughs> when, yeah. I'm so know. glad it's- Apple's working on this, because we are not going to solve this one. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like my idea is a good idea. You're gonna nail me to the floor, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a bad you're plan. You're a witch. <laughs> and Dan has a million dollars. He's just gonna run around the room, rubbing it in my face. You can't find me in my million dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, gentlemen, unless there's a story you really want to get to, we're out of. We got to move on to picks. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Dave Knight says on Facebook, <laughs> "This got dark." LOL. 
Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, we, it we did. We started with witches and covens, and that's where we're ending. And Dan is sacrificing me to the to the apple gods. Um, yeah, we're gonna move on to picks, the part of the show where each of us come to the table with something cool and interesting we want to talk about. And uh, Dan, didn't you already pick this? Or am I thinking we of something talked else? About it. Uh, here, wait. Let me use my my favorite uh, don't panic website feature. <laughs> Some I thought. No, it I did not pick it. Okay, fair enough. So what 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 are you picking? All right. So a couple of months ago, I got lucky enough, fortunate enough to get a Nintendo Switch. But since then, I haven't really had time to play video games until like the past month. Uh, and only in the last since I went to Hawaii, I, I finally got back into the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Uh, and it's. Awesome. So I didn't really have time to devote to it when I first got it, and I played it in fits and starts, which is not really the right way to play any game, especially early on. Now I've sort of gotten into it. Uh, it is a really, really fun open-world game. It's pretty hard, but hard in like one of those good ways. Uh, because everything is skill-based, there is no levels, like, if you die, it's just because you messed up. Like, there's no, like, oh, I have to go... You know, sometimes you need certain items to get into an area, but it's not like, oh, I just got to go kill monsters for two days until I'm strong enough. Like, none of that stuff. Uh, so it's really rewarding. It's really whimsical and fun. Like, this, there are some really humorous moments. The characters are kind of ridiculous. Uh, the world is beautiful. It, looking at it either on the handheld or on a, a big 1080p screen, the sort of cartoony visuals look like some sort of uh, crazy Miyazaki film. Uh, the sunsets are like really strangely awesome. Uh, anyways, I've been having a lot of fun recently, especially being able to just take this anywhere. I've never been able to take a game like this anywhere. It's always been something like, all right, I'm going to have like two hours this day. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make more progress on this crazy, complicated, you know, triple A game. Uh, never before have I really been able to just take it with me uh so that's been really cool uh also you know extended pick i sort of reviewed the nintendo switch when i got it but i only had it for a couple days a couple of months in i can say that it works exactly like you described or as advertised you can unplug it plug it back in it works just as well not connected to a tv as it does you can do multiplayer just like plop it on a table somewhere if you're traveling, I've done that a couple times. Uh, or balance on my knee, as the case may be, in an airport. Uh, yeah. If you get, happen to be able to get a Nintendo Switch... Actually, I would say, if you like these open-world kind of games, and you, you're amenable to Nintendo's sort of humor, uh, I think Breath of the Wild is, is worth a Nintendo Switch. Especially because now, there's a lot more good games. Uh, when I first got the Nintendo Switch, there was no Mario Kart. Now there's that. Uh, Splatoon is apparently really great, but I haven't played it. Arms is apparently really great. There's new Mario games coming out, so uh, Nintendo Switch earns the uh, three-month seal of approval. Yeah. Now, Dan, can, can you play Mario Party on it? Not yet. I mean, I'm sure uh, you will be. Able to. Oh boy, that's a that's a deal breaker right there. But <laughs> but for everyone else who's that's normal, check it out. That's a deal breaker, ladies. Uh, yeah, go go uh, go check out the Switch and Breath of the Wild. Very cool. Thank you, Dan. Colby, what uh, what what have you? Oh boy, I love it when you when you Indeed. get really specific with your picks. Uh, I have a dumb, I have a dumb pick. So so as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, I moved this past week. Uh, and and it turns out when you're moving. Uh, there are people who you can give money and they will like move your stuff for you. Uh, and it's great. So like if you, uh, I think pretty, I feel like this is particularly effective for like short moves. Cause I think once you're, when you're moving like cross town or cross state, uh, that tends to get more expensive. However, if you're like just moving within the city and it's going to take a couple of hours, like I think it might be worth it. And it was absolutely worth it for me, for me because I went from the fourth floor to the fourth floor and uh, these people moved, moved everything very quickly. And, and 
efficiently and it was done it was literally it was done in two hours two and a half hours i guess um again i didn't have a lot of stuff but it was great so if you are moving and uh would like to save yourself some time and hassle there are people who te- take care of that for you that did you did you uh box everything up i box everything myself yeah that that's that's a real pro tip right there. A lot of people don't know is you, you can pay movers to do any part of the moving process. They they don't have to do the whole thing, which is great because that's what I did was in Houston. I was on the third story, um, and I had to pack a truck to drive two thousand miles. So I I boxed everything myself, hired them just to take the things out of my apartment, down three flights, and load up the tr- load up and secure the truck. And it took them like two hours. It was not expensive. And it was like the best thing I could have done because it saved me a ton of time and not a single thing moved for the entire journey. So, like, don't assume it's going to be super expensive. Go price out different parts of your move and then it's okay to be a la carte and pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Or just don't, don't move. Yeah, or stay in the same place. That, that sucks. Don't do, don't move. Moving is bad. Except for Colby's new place, which I hear is awesome. All right. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's time for uh, last pick, my pick. Um, we've mentioned on the show the Dubai Friday podcast, which we're all big fans of, and if you're not a subscriber, you should go listen to. And on that show, they dedicated an awful lot of time to talking about dude wipes and the idea of uh, you're an adult in 2017. You deserve nice things in life, like uh, wet wipes. And so um, they specifically teased out dude wipes. I was ordering Amazon. So, by the way, small side story. I know why Amazon makes so much money. I wanted a bag of almonds, but I did not want to go to the store. So I said, I know, I'll just go on Amazon and buy a bag of almonds, right? Seems like a simple, a common food item, right? No, you got to buy a a prime pantry box to get almonds. Well, all right, so I'll get almonds and I needed some dishwasher packets and some tinfoil. So I start, all of a sudden I've spent $100 on stuff for my prime pantry box, one of them being dude wipes, which they recommended to me, and so I picked them up. I should have grabbed them and brought them in with me, but um, they're uh, they're exactly what they described. They're wet wipes. I will not go into the details of how you should or should not use them. All I will say <laughs> is I have used wet wipes in the past, and the problem I always <laughs> had with them was that they were too wet. Now, I know that sounds insane, but if you've ever used wet wipes, you, Dan knows what I'm talking about, where they're just, like, soaking wet. You have to, like, wring them out, right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm right, not crazy. Right. Stay with me here. So the great thing about dude wipes is, is a, they are appropriately, they're, they're like lightly damp. It's perfect. And two, they have no, why don't I even say that they're moist? I wouldn't even go that far. Oh, okay. They are like, they are like, I don't even think there's a word for the appropriate amount of, of, of water content within the wipe. Misted, lightly misted. Like you have like a, a a plant that doesn't need a lot of water. You just like you sort of spritz it's, it. A it's bit. dusted with water. It's great. Ooh. And so there's that, and no fragrance, no chemical smell. They're very just kind of like mild, and they're perfect not only for doing your business, which you you know great, good for you. What I have found is at the end of the day, I get a little you know just naturally get a little greasy face. You know, it's I'm a busy guy. And um, they're great for, they're great for, you can use them all over the, they're great for that because I've used other products and they either leave a film or they don't, honestly, they're actually very good wipes and I do actually recommend them. You can go and try them. You can get them in the big pack or you can get them individually wrapped. Um, And they really are good for all kinds. They're they're just very mild. It's, they're they're just very mild. So there you go. Dude wipes. I think I think the first and hopefully last hygiene product pick we'll ever make on. Are you gonna get a dash button for your dude wipes? I can you really? Yeah, you can. Maybe I don't I don't go through them that often, but (laughs) I if 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 I start to see that they're made like like a giant. uh, I'm thinking one of those uh, like those pegboards you have like in your garage, like hang your tools off of, but just 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 covered in a grid of dash buttons, so you like. You come down every week, every Sunday, and you're like, boop, 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 boop. You have this, like, thing. Okay, right. Uh, click this one, this one, Your that control one. panel. Okay. Yeah, that's right, a good right, idea. Yeah, your Amazon control panel. Oh, my panel. God. Could you imagine on Etsy, like, a homemade, <laughs> like, oak-crafted... Dash button. Dashboard. The dashboard. Oh! 
dude. This is that's a good dude. Write this down. This is a keeper. This is a good idea. I like this. Um, no, thank God. I will. No, I will not get a button for my dude wipes. <laughs> it's too far. Yeah. Although I did have a. All right. I'm not gonna try and get too bathroomy here, but I did have a question, which was, if you get the individually wrapped ones. You know, like the 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 pocket ones that are in the individual, and then you kind of open them and they're in there. And let's say you use them in the toilet when you're doing your business, and that's fine. I, I, what do you do with the wrapper? Like you can't. I don't think you can. can they make one. You, you can't flush it, so I guess you have to just put it put it in your pocket. I feel like they didn't yes. think that one through. They should have made or like throw it away on your way out of the bathroom. Yeah, like but most like you got to be slick because then there are other. You want to be the guy with the with the little wet wipe. I see. So Pack you're it. embarrassed about it. Like, I'm, no, you're fine I, with talking about it on, on your podcast. Nobody that, listens to the show. Cut me Facebook. some slack here. I run into more people in the bathroom than people <laughs> who listen to this show. Let me be clear. In your bathroom? It's a busy bathroom. No, what I'm saying is um, we're not getting into my bathroom habits. No, all I'm saying is why don't they make a wrapper you can flush? That's all I'm saying. And then you, know you solve the problem. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you need a wrapper you can flush? You want to be discreet about the fact that you have dude wipes? It's not disposable if you have to... It's not flushable if you have to also then throw away the wrapper later. Like, that's not a good customer experience. That's all I'm saying. I want to be done with it when I leave the stall. That's what I'm saying. Wait, are these individually wrapped? Yes, for on the go. You're supposed to use them outside of your home. That's that's my point. That's what I'm saying. And you keep them in your in your wallet, I guess, or your pockets. I don't know. Your purse, your man bag. I don't know. But anyway, this is this is fantastically off the rails. Yeah, I, I would. And we're way love over it time. If someone could write in and, and tell Sean what he should do. Yes, please solve my bathroom problems. They're really they're really weighing on me. Um. <laughs> stay, stay, stay for the after Sean's show. Heavy bathroom problems. Yeah, that the, our new after show. Stick around where we'll talk about me using the bathroom more. Um, but we have to stop. For the love of God, we have to stop. Thank so God. Our time is <laughs> thankfully up. Um, but of course, you can get the show anytime on our website at don'tpanic.io. It's really nice. These guys built it. And the audio and the video are there. The pics are also there. You can go get the links if you're interested in video games or butt wipes. You can go get them right there on the website. Um, also, links to subscribe, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google Claim. Google Play Music, Overcast, really anywhere you get podcasts. The video version at youtube.com slash don't panic show. Be sure to subscribe and it'll come up in your subscriptions on YouTube. Uh, and of course, reach out to us at don't panic show on Twitter, facebook.com slash don't panic show, where we stream the show live Monday nights and um, don't panic show at gmail.com. Now we will be back next week, next Monday for more, um, hopefully more tech news and less potty jokes, but there's really no guarantee or promise about that. So we'll do our best, we promise. Uh, but until then, on behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean thanking everyone for joining us. Hoping we'll see you next time for more great times here on a new Don't Panic.